This is What's New and What's Next from the team behind Civic at the San Francisco Public Press. I'm Sylvie Sturm. First, what's new in the city? Laguna Honda Hospital residents were told last week that the hospital was preparing to move all 700 patients out of the facility. The notice was another step towards a closure plan mandated by federal regulators. They threatened to pull crucial Medicare funding last year after two non-fatal overdoses triggered an inspection that revealed deficiencies. The hospital addressed problems that regulators required fixed by April 14th, but a follow-up inspection revealed other problems that prompted the decision to end funding. Laguna Honda is faced with the daunting task of transferring or discharging the patients by mid-September with a possible two-month extension. City officials and hospital staff fear that will worsen the city's homelessness crisis. On Wednesday, hospital staff, residents and city leaders, including Mayor London Breed, attended a rally to bring attention to the dire situation. Sometimes there might be mistakes made. Sometimes we may not be able to catch everything. But that is no reason, that is no reason to close an important facility like Laguna Honda in the city of Where's the compassion? Where's the support? San Francisco's Department of Public Health, which runs the facility, is working to get the hospital recertified. And on June 14th, city supervisors will hold a public hearing on the hospital's strategy for recertification and the plan for patient transfer and relocation. New data released last Monday revealed a drop in the city's unhoused population, with more individuals living in shelters rather than on the street or in a vehicle. The Chronicle reported last week that the city's point-in-time count conducted last February tallied 7,754 unhoused residents. That's down from 8,035 counted in 2019 when the city saw a 17 percent spike. It's a modest overall reduction, just 3.5 percent, but it's the first time the number has gone down in years, and the number of unsheltered people in tents and cars dropped by 15 percent. The city is $1.3 billion short of meeting the state's affordable housing goals. The Board of Supervisors Government Audit and Oversight Committee held a hearing last week that revealed the amount of funds the city would need to meet the state-mandated affordable housing production requirements. And a report by the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development stated the shortfall will increase by $2.4 billion over the next eight years. City planners are grappling with how to create 82,000 new homes within that timeline, including 32,000 that are affordable to low-income and very low-income families. San Francisco firefighters who were fired for refusing COVID vaccines fought back with misinformation and conspiracy theories during a heated hearing last week. Thirteen of the fire department's 1,735 employees have been fired for refusing to get vaccinated. The Chronicle obtained videos and documents revealing that during the meetings, public comments denigrated the public health order, compared the city government to an authoritarian regime, recited scripture, invoked the Nuremberg trials, and cited unsubstantiated theories about laboratories in Wuhan, China, or the, quote, racial specificity of proteins in the coronavirus. Firefighters were not allowed to invoke vaccination exemption for medical or sincerely held religious reasons. The fire chief said that's because it would be impossible to manage a fire department in which some firefighters could not be sent to calls dealing with vulnerable populations. That's what's new. Here's what's coming up next on the city's calendar. 
The Board of Supervisors will meet at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, May 24th. On the agenda is a resolution urging the city controller to make efforts to adjust the garbage collection rates paid to Recology, the city's trash hauling service provider. The resolution comes in the wake of city controller revelations that Recology overbilled residents by $23.4 million more than was already known. Last year, a bribery scandal involving city officials revealed that the company overbilled residents by $95 million. Now, a controller report released last week showed that Recology's employee payroll was tens of millions of dollars less than projected when the four-year garbage rates were set in 2017. The controller is recommending that Recology place $23.4 million into an account to offset future rate hikes. And since the 2017 rates are still in place, Tuesday's resolution proposes that the controller submit an application to the Refuse Rate Board with proper adjustments. The overcharges occurred under a system that places tremendous sway over its garbage rates in the hands of the Public Works Chief. That may change if voters support Prop F in the June election, a ballot measure to overhaul the way garbage rates are set. Visit the San Francisco Public Press Voter Guide for more on the June election ballot measures by going to sfpublicpress.org. Also on Tuesday's agenda is a proposed ordinance to require that Public Works form a new spin-off Department of Sanitation and Streets. This intensified focus on street cleaning is meant to address enduring complaints about the city's notoriously dirty streets and overflowing garbage containers and how much is spent cleaning up. But potential savings came into doubt during a committee hearing late last month, which revealed additional administrative costs are expected to total at least $6 million each year. Supervisor Aaron Peskin said he had buyer's remorse over supporting its creation. Nevertheless, during last Tuesday's board meeting, supervisors moved the plan forward by authorizing appointees to the Sanitation and Streets Oversight Commission. On this week's agenda, supervisors will vote on proposed appointees for a new public works oversight body. All commissioners are expected to step into their role by early July. In the wake of a mass shooting in Buffalo that killed 10 African Americans on May 14th, five supervisors are advancing a resolution in public hearing on the development of proactive citywide trauma response to gun violence. The resolution states that as San Francisco continues to experience incidents of shootings, city officials should consider the CDC's findings on the impact. The CDC said gun violence can lead to depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder throughout a community. There's currently no protocol to offer trauma counseling for affected residents after a shooting other than victims and their family. Under the proposed protocol, within 48 hours of gun violence, the city would conduct outreach within a one-block radius through flyers and phone calls to notify residents of trauma counseling. And within a week, city agencies or partners would hold at least one outreach event to offer counseling or other services. The Land Use and Transportation Committee will meet on Monday at 1.30 p.m. On the agenda is a resolution to launch an amendment to the Castro Theatre landmark designation. A landmark designation was first adopted 40 years ago to include only the exterior's Spanish colonial architectural design and legendary marquee. But there's been some concern over the 100-year-old theater's future since January when a company called Another Planet Entertainment took over its management and programming. The resolution for a new designation would protect the theater's interior foyer, auditorium, balconies, murals, and even mentions ropes and tassels. The Rules Committee meets on Monday at 10 a.m. On the agenda is a proposed ballot measure to create a Homelessness Oversight Commission to oversee the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing. 
Supervisors and the mayor previously opposed a similar oversight commission, but a recent Chronicle investigation revealed that single-room occupancy hotels, which make up much of the city's housing program, are chronically underfunded and understaffed. And the department doesn't adequately supervise nonprofit providers who run the hotels. If approved, the commission would decide on supportive housing contracts before the Board of Supervisors. The commission would also decide on department spending and funding on certain programs. The new commission would include four appointees picked by the mayor and three by supervisors. That formula has led to opposition. A group called the SF Berniecrats expressed concerns that the mayoral majority appointees would represent the city's business owners, who they say lack lived experience and block public housing efforts. They urged supervisors to be more inclusive of longtime supportive housing activists and people with lived experience of homelessness. Watch the proceedings for all these meetings at sfgovtv.org. This has been What's New and What's Next. Our music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Sylvie Sturm. Thanks for listening.